0: People putting confidence in religion or leaning on faith does nothing for us and gives no advantage to culture or society. I got to thinking about it right now with all the creativity and all the innovation and all the observation and discovery and experimentation of science. They have never yet learned how to make it rain boy, there's some smart scientists, there's some brainy guys, there's some individuals who think they have it all figured out, but not a one of them can walk into an arid region and say, I'll do this and this and this, A, B, C, and D. It will equal rainfall. The only one that can make it rain is God Almighty. And sometimes we got to stand up and declare. We can say that we're as smart as we want to say, and we're advanced as we want to believe we're advanced, but God is still God, and we are not. Hallelujah. And we're. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So our president can introduce an economic stimulus plan. Congress can do what they would try to do. The... I don't know what his name is, used to be Alan Greenspan, it's another guy now, can do whatever he wants to do to try to stimulate the economy, raise taxes, lower taxes, give tax benefit, whatever. But we're in the midst of a group of people that has more influence and power than any of those. Because we can stand in the presence of God and say, God, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, heal our lands. Forgive us of our sins. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let your will be done. Let your glory be manifested in our country. Amongst our people. in In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Second Timothy chapter number four. I want to read verses five through eight in your hearing. A passage of scripture most of you have heard before. Some of you may even be able to quote it by memory. But these are the words from the Apostle Paul after he has invested himself and given himself in ministry for years, planting churches, going on missionary journeys. This is the second letter he writes to his protege, Timothy. And in it he says to Timothy, beginning in verse 5, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept my The faith. I want you to repeat kept the faith. Kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also that love his appearing. We see this passage of Scripture that's written by Paul as he is advancing in age, up in age, and has a life full of experiences. And he has given admonition to a younger man. I want to say today that I appreciate elders. How many appreciate elders? I know that some would say there's nothing to be good, nothing valuable to be learned from someone who is not in sync with the times. But I beg to differ because if we only talk to those who have never been where we want to go, then we'll never find out how to get there. But the Apostle Paul says, I've been there. I've been through the storm. I've been through the trial. I've been through the buffeting. I've experienced Satan's best. But I can stand before you today and say I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And so I encourage you to endure, endure, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make proof of thy ministry because I've been there and it can be done. I want to tell you today that you can make it, that you can make it all the way. You don't have to start and then quit. You don't have to let every bit of affliction and difficulty and trial and testing cause you to throw in the towel, but you can finish your course. You can finish your race. One thing that I I am sure of, all of us in this place have different journeys that we are on. Many of you have experienced things in your upbringing, in your teenage years, in your young uh, adult years. That I haven't experienced. I've been through things that you haven't experienced. Some of you have faced wounds and hurts that I've never had to deal with. Some of you have experienced things uh, that the person next to you could not fathom, but it's part of your journey. It's not fair sometimes if we look at it and say, why does this person go through this and this person not have to go through it? It's their course, it's their race, and it's their journey. It doesn't matter how high the hill is that you have to climb or how difficult the valley is that you have to go through the only thing that matters is can you keep the faith can you keep the faith it doesn't value me any to compare my journey with my brother and say God you're not fair why do I have to go through this and they don't have to go through this I'm here to tell you I don't have the answer to all those questions God is sovereign his ways are above our ways and we'll understand it better by and by the only thing you have to worry about is can you keep hold of the faith your faith journey. Jesus, we thank you today for your anointing and power and blessing. I pray that you'd give me, Lord, your anointing today to speak a word of encouragement, a word of hope, and a word of faith to someone in this house today. In the next few minutes, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands as you're seated today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You finished the course In this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul says, or makes it clear, by keeping the faith. You don't finish the course by running the fastest. You don't finish the course by being the most aggressive. You don't finish the course by being the most notable or noticeable member. But you finish the course by keeping the faith. And I want to talk to you for just a few moments this afternoon about this thing called faith. Faith is a broad word. Many people use it to describe a variety of religions, Uh, but when we talk about faith at the very core of its meaning, it simply means to believe in and to have confidence in and to trust in a God that you have never seen before in the flesh. Uh, So faith speaks of this believing and putting trust in something that someone from the carnal perspective, uh, from the scientific realm, if you would, might think is foolish, Uh, and I look at faith as I study faith and think about faith. I notice the words of Jesus who spoke much of this thing called faith. There are times when Jesus said to someone, O oh, ye of little faith. Everybody say, little faith. Little faith. And uh, at another time he said, you faithless generation. Another time, uh, he told a man, great is your faith, or another place, I have not seen faith this great. So we have great faith, or big faith, and we have little faith, and we have no faith. In Acts uh, chapters number 3 and 4, I believe it is, uh, uh, Stephen and Barnabas, men in the New Testament church, uh, are referred to as men that are full of faith. Everybody say full. So, when you think little faith, big faith, great faith, full of faith, faithless, you kind of get this picture that you have a container. The Bible says all God has given to every man the measure of faith. We have a container. Not a physical or visible container. It doesn't show up on the x-ray machine or a CAT scan. But there is a container that all of us have in our spirit, man, that is our faith reservoir. We have faith in our spirit and a container. And as with any other container, whether it be a gas tank or something that uh, you put beverages in, that container can be empty or little low. It can be full. It can be have a great amount in it. And the same is true of this substance uh, that the Bible says is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. All men and women have the capacity to believe in God. And this faith container that we have is ebbing and flowing at times. It can be full at times. It can be low. At times it can approach empty. So we understand that faith is a measurable commodity that ebbs and flows. And I want to remind you today that the thing that matters the most in your life today is this thing called faith. Amen. Mm-hmm. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. The Bible says that by faith, the elders were able to obtain a good report of God. Your only hope in this world today is to have faith. You don't get God's favor by lots of good activities. You don't get God's favor by being a part or a member of the right club. You don't get God's favor by reading the right books and being attached to the right people. The only way today is the same way that it's always been. The only way you can get the attention and favor and blessings blessing of God on your life is through faith. So I can have a great education, I can have a nice bank account and checking account but if my faith reservoir is low, none of that matters. It doesn't matter what other people think of me, it doesn't matter if my name is flashing in lights if my faith reservoir is empty. But I can be on the wrong side of the tracks. I can be struggling with this and with that and going through trials and recognized by no one. But if my reservoir is full of faith the God who has the cattle on a thousand hills, holds the planets in his hands, has all power in heaven and on earth is at my disposal amen that's what Jesus said if you believe the words of Jesus he said if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed you shall say to this mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea and it shall be done. And nothing shall be impossible to you. We sang that song, and some people got excited. Nothing's impossible for you. Nothing's impossible. You know what? I think if we had enough faith to really believe the words of that song, it'd be more than just a few people overwhelmed with their emotions. But something would happen. We realize that through God's power and His anointing, nothing is impossible if we'll believe God. That's why the thing that you ought to fight for more than anything is your faith. The thing that you ought to be committed to more than anything is your confidence in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the enemy of our soul that we talk about and you've heard preached about and is mentioned frequently in the Word of God, Satan and the kingdom of hell, whose objective the Bible says is to steal, kill, and to destroy." Jesus said, uh, "The enemy cometh not but for to kill to, to steal, kill and destroy, but I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly." so we understand very quickly the objective of Satan and when we go through trials and difficulties in our life, and we recognize the enemy is attacking it may be in the area of our health and we understand that the enemy is attacking because sickness seems to come in waves and pain or headaches or stress. And we recognize this is an enemy attack. This is Satan coming against me. Sometimes you can recognize an attack of the enemy in your family against your marriage, perhaps. And there's something eating away or eroding the fabric or foundation of your marriage. And you're wondering, how am I going to make it? How are we going to make it through? And we recognize that the enemy is trying to to destroy our marriage and sometimes even in the family with our kids we can recognize the attack of the enemy against our children whether they're little bitty babies or whether they're grown adults we recognize the enemy is attacking but I want to share with you today all of these things that I have mentioned are not the goal of the enemy it's not the devil's goal to destroy your marriage and it's not the devil's goal to mess up your family it's not the devil's goal to put you on a deathbed or a sickbed. the devil has one simple goal all of those are ways of obtaining objective. They're part of his strategy. Can you understand? That's not his goal. That's his strategy. The goal is to steal your faith. The goal is to undermine your faith. The goal is to take that connection that you have with the all-powerful, ever-living God, which is your faith, and remove it because if you don't have any faith, you have no connection with your power source. I want to tell somebody in this house today that nothing is impossible with God, but without God, everything is impossible. Yeah, I said it. I said everything. Everybody take a deep breath into your lungs. You did that, didn't you? No, God did that for you. You can't even suck wind into your lungs without it being a blessing from God. Every movement of my muscles is another blessing from God. I need to wake up in the morning and recognize it's not because of who I am or what I've done or how much in my account or how many degrees I have by my name, but it's the fact that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the living God, eternal God, created me in His image, and by Him all things consist. All things consist by the power... Of the power of the Word of God. And so the enemy's objective or goal in this world is to cause me to walk away from my faith in God. To allow my faith in God to ebb to the point that it has no, no influence. And finally, it leaks completely until I am simply... Not connected or interested or flowing with what God wants us to do. And there are times that we go through tests and trials, and the goal, objective of the enemy through this test is to destroy your faith. I want you to keep that in mind at all times. Uh huh. Every time something happens that hurts you, that hurts you, there's one objective of the enemy. Every time sickness comes or attack in your family or let me let me just bring it a little closer to home for some of you. Every time somebody a person hurts you or somebody that you look up to fails or someone that you have confidence in goes a different direction rather than the direction of serving God and it erodes or seeks to destroy your faith. Understand that these tests and trials come and the objective of the enemy is to destroy your faith. But listen to this closely. God can use the very same thing to strengthen your faith. God can use the very same thing to try your faith so that it comes forth as gold tried in the fire. Jesus spoke to Peter before His crucifixion and said to Peter, There's a test that's coming. There's a trial coming, and I'm praying for you. The Word specifically in Luke chapter 22 and verse 31 says, "...the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren." The Lord Jesus said to Peter, the test is coming. Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. I want you to notice that Jesus knew that Satan had asked permission to sift Peter as wheat. So anything that the enemy does in our life, he cannot do without first getting a permission slip from our Heavenly Father. So even the difficulty and the trials and the situations and the pain that happen in our life, they cannot happen without God allowing it. Amen. God's not the one that afflicts you, but he allows the enemy permission to test you and try you. And the enemy is like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to knock this one off. I'm going to steal their faith. I'm going to sap their confidence in Jesus Christ. I'm going to cause them to give up and walk away and be disillusioned with Christianity and Jesus Christ for the rest of their life. I'm going to cause them to believe there's no such thing as the Holy Ghost. I'm going to cause them to believe that they're a bunch of crazy folks that gather together and put their confidence in something that doesn't make human sense. I'm going to destroy them through this test and through this trial. And God's sitting back saying, just watch and see if they don't come through this as more mature, stronger and better and able to influence and convert other people and strengthen other people when they come through the trial. Some of you, amen, need to recognize that the devil meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Amen. Even my job loss can work together for my good. Even the strength and my family can work together for my good. Even the loss that hurts can work together for my good. Come on. All things. Come on. Praise Him. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus said, in essence, Satan has permission, permission to sift you. Satan has permission to come and try to destroy or shake, or undermine, whatever way he can, you and destroy you. But I'm praying for you. But he didn't say, Peter, I'm praying for you that you don't lose your job. He didn't say, Peter, I'm praying for your marriage. He didn't say, Peter, I'm praying that your finances will stay in order. He didn't say, Peter, I'm praying for you that you won't experience too much pain. He didn't say, Peter, I'm praying for you that you don't stumble and fall. He said, there's only one thing I'm praying about. You are going to stumble. You are going to fall. You are going to deny me three times. There's going to be feelings of pain and separateness and and, and disjointedness in your life. And I'm not praying that any of that would not come your way. But I am praying for this one thing, that through the test and the trial, that your faith fail not. That you don't let the container leave that you don't let this what God has put in you and has gives you power to connect with God be lost and I want to tell you that if Jesus can pray about something it ought to be pretty important if this is Jesus prayer list it's pretty important and I'm praying for you life church I'm praying for you young men and young ladies moms and dads senior citizens children I'm praying for you that your faith fail not you might lose your job for a while you might go through a valley for a while, you might feel the pinch for a while I'm praying for you that through it all instead of the enemy destroying you God would turn it around and let it be a strengthening force in your life Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. 1st Peter chapter 6 and verse 12. Once again, the apostle Paul speaks to his protégé in his first letter and says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith." It uses this term fight Everybody say fight. Faith is the thing that we must be the most aggressive about. Amen. You know, have you ever noticed how protective mothers can be about their babies? That's kind of a a built-in instinct. And it's like, you can mess with my house. You can run a key down my car and scratch it. You can mess with my husband and call him names, but you better leave this baby alone. You know what I'm talking about? Because the claws are going to come out if you mess with the baby. Amen. Amen. You can talk about my character. You can mess with this and that, but you don't mess with the baby. See, some of us, we've got to get that aggressive attitude about our faith. Say, enemy, I, I can tell that you're trying to mess with my family here. Amen. And, and and I'm not happy about it. We're going to pray about it. We're going to push back against it. I can tell you're messing with this. But when he starts messing with your faith and you start to get disillusioned about God and start to wonder whether or not there is a God and wonder whether God cares about you and those questions begin to float in your mind. It's time for those claws to come out and say, Satan, you cross the line. Now, you're not going to mess with my faith because I've determined to fight the good fight. Yeah. better put them up. Put them up because cause we're going fight. to fight. Fighting is called fighting or boxing called the oldest sport, the sweetest of sciences where you feign and you block and you're aggressive and you punch hard and you have to be determined and you have to have stamina to make it through. Amen. You're not going to sit in the corner and just cower and hope that finally the other person quits. They're going to keep blowing away at you until you hit the deck. Somebody needs to get up and say, You know what, enemy? I've seen you attack. I've seen you fight. I I can tell now what you're trying to do. The people that I've watched fall. The Bible says that offense will come that means there are going to be people who will offend you and some offense is obvious like someone says something to hurt you or somebody promises you something and doesn't come through with it or somebody doesn't recognize your effort that you put into something and you feel offended anybody ever felt offended before them I mean all of us can say yeah I know what it what it feels like to feel that little sting of ouch you know, they didn't recognize me, or, or it doesn't seem like they care very much about me. I thought they loved me, and they don't. Uh, those offenses will come. The Bible says they're going to come. You don't think it's strange when it shows up. Amen? Amen. That's like, l- let me just use it in, in terms you can, you can understand. The gas bill's coming. You don't go out to the mailbox. What in the world is this? This is ridiculous. Hey, you've been running hot water. You want cold showers turn off your thermostat turn everything off Turn off the gas line at the street and then you won't get a gas bill But if you're enjoying hot showers the gas bill is coming the bible says offense will come we shouldn't think that it's strange or say, Why is this happening to me? Why me? Sometimes the devil gives us this impression that we're the only one that's ever been through something like that. We're the only one that's ever felt that way. And we're the only one that's ever uh, felt like, Oh, nobody loves me. And I, I think I'm just going to go eat worms because nobody cares about me and everybody's being mean to me. And, 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 and this person's hurt my feelings and, and this person failed me. And, and, and then sometimes it can get even worse. And there you'll have a person in your life uh, uh, that will be a abusive or hurtful to you. Brother Chris, turn off the tape for just a minute if you would. Because my